every waking moment is spent going, this is what you're born to do. This is what you fucking do. And then to just have the rug swept out from under me, man, it just, it, it crushed me. Uh, it, it fucking absolutely crushed me. And, you know, a, a lot of people saw it and, you know, what is, what is it? A lot of people got, what is it? COVID weight, stuff like that. Gained weight, looked like fucking shit, felt like shit. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty honest and open, man. And, and, you know, I'm comfortable with the man I am. So I have no problem telling you guys that I was fucking absolutely defeated. And I felt bad for an entire industry of people because it wasn't just me. Placing the crap podcast. All right, doing all right, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, Very all good. Well. We had a little bit of a mad rush getting ready tonight. <laughs> was just no, no, getting no, laid no, down no. here and trying to set it all up really quick. <laughs> but yeah. we've done it. We've done right it. On. Yeah, all good. How you doing, Where man? You How's the at? move? Uh, we're in um, Essex, sort of near London, UK. Right on, right yeah. on. Yeah. How's the weather there right now? So always mm. cold, mate. Always. <laughs> it's always cold and rainy, right? It's yeah, the sun, yeah, it's like the summers never seems to come. I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't technically yet, but it, yeah. yeah, it's it's all right. right. It's all right. You, uh, you just moved, haven't you? Well, you, you moved yeah, from I'm Fort moving Worth. Out. I'm moving from New Orleans to back to Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh cool. so you, you you're going back to Fort Worth? Is is that where you're going? Yeah, or? absolutely. Oh, you yeah, that's where uh, that's where my daughter and my family is and uh, in from. And uh, we've just had a little bit of downtime here lately, so I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, Go be a dad, man. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Cool. How old's your daughter, mate? She's going to be eight this year. Oh, amazing. Similar age to yeah. us. So, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. We've oh, both, right on. Yeah. We've both got a little boy. Age. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no, together. Right <laughs> Not together. Not yeah. together. Congrats. That's awesome. That's good. Progressive. I like it. I like to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you didn't know, did you? Well, fucking yeah, cat's right. out of the bag. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, it sounds like you didn't know either, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, moves gone well. Yes, sir. Your moves going well. Yeah, yeah, man. We uh, got some friends in uh, in town. They're helping us out and uh, just enjoying the day. Got some lunch on the way and figured uh, be able to talk to you guys and give you guys awesome up- updates on what's going on with me. And I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for taking the time. I haven't talked to anybody in fucking forever. I can cuss, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you want. Go for it. <laughs> We're just so <laughs> pleased to have you on, man. <laughs> oh brilliant yeah no we yeah we, we got, but I, I i i think i said to your your mrs rose that um heard you on the rock savages podcast ages ago and i was like yeah this, this we've got to get him on he's awesome yeah, okay, and he's, he's he's always gonna give updates and things to say and he's yeah our, our kind of music you know so yeah, it's, absolutely. it's the yeah. one yes sir yeah tell us about that um the Captain Crackers. You know, you sent us the link to it. Yeah. Uh, so Captain Crackers is uh, the newest video with uh, my newest band, uh, the Dover Brothers. And uh, it's the Dover Brothers. 
that are actually in in minor. So uh, I've known these guys for years, and and we started playing together in in minor with uh with Philip, which is one of Philip's projects, as y'all know. And it's a awesome, uh, enigmatic, uh, beautiful, mysterious project. And Calvin and and uh, Joner, these guys are just you know being brothers, being blood. They're just super fucking tight and locked in with each other. And they have a a country blues you know, uh, what I like to call classical Texas background. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they, they definitely fucking know their shit, man. And they have a lot of, uh, uh, influences. So they asked me to be their drummer. They say, Hey man, we got this fucking material. And, um, do you want to do it? We like jamming with you and in minor, do you want to rock with us? And I'll say, absolutely. And, and, uh, it's very different for me. Uh, and minor was probably the biggest departure from what I'm used to, uh, as far as a drummer and a musician. Mm. You know, it's extreme. You know, I'm an extreme drummer, and to go from thrash, death metal, and extreme music to in minor was a you know, uh, I've toured with Hank three as well and gotten to do some of his country stuff. Yeah. So that was a little bit different, but it was still more up tempo. You know what I mean? This was very, you know, in the box, in the groove, and very, very low. You know, low key, I guess you could say. Um, but Captain Crackers is that video, dude, for the Dover Brothers, and it's just a fucking awesome. Uh, bluesy rock and roll band. I haven't, I, I don't think you can really, I don't really want to pigeonhole it as far as like, uh, give it a specific genre, but my, the guys in it are extremely fucking talented and yeah. they're a lot of fun to work with and they just move so fast. And after working with Philip for years, like, I, I like that shit. Get in the studio and fucking let's go, dude. And, yeah, uh, sure. And, sure. Uh, they, yeah, it's cool, man. The, the Dover brothers, check them out. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I've I've listened to the album a couple of times now, and and that first, awesome. the first time I listened to that first track, I think I texted you and I told you, but I got like real sort of Primus vibes, you know, in places yeah. as well. Uh, but then, like, I got onto like the second track and the third track, and I was like, no, <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's but so see, that, cool. That's the cool thing. That's the that's the thing about them is uh, their their uh, uh, influences are all over the place, and yeah. uh, you know, but the the bass, it's it's. It's such a unique band, but it's oddly heavy. It's not heavy metal at all for anybody listening. It's not a heavy metal band. Mm. Uh, uh, a rock and roll band is made, you know, bluesy, bluesy, dramatic rock and roll is, is what I can really kind of describe it as of now. Yeah. But I mean, dude, we have these guys know, you know, the, the Texas swing, you know, they know how to waltz. They know how to sway you. And, and, uh, Calvin, uh, the vocalist, he's, He's a crooner, man. Like, it's just cool. And he's, he's got a unique way of singing. And it's not, he sounds like he's got balls when he sings. That's yeah. my biggest problem these days. It's like, you know, like, I guess with like, let's just say emo music. You know what I mean? I like emotional music. Country yeah. music is extremely emotional, mm-hmm. but there's that, you know, there's that, there's still the bass in the voice. There's still that warmth to it. You know, it's, it's more of a story as opposed to just, Wah wah wah! Crying about my fucking feelings that you know my wife left me in my truck with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, uh, uh, the the guy in the video, the captain getting on the booze in the video, he's classic, isn't he? Who's that guy? Is that is he one of the? He's actually uh, is he in uh, the band, or is he? <laughs> no, he, he's the honorary member. We're still trying to figure out if he's a if he's a real or a figment of everybody's imagination. If he's part of the simulation, if you will. Right. So, would you describe that album? <laughs> would you describe that album as a concept album? Is it because when I listened to it, I felt like every song sort of was almost a story, if you know what yes. I mean. Hence, hence the Floyd's fables. 
Right. Uh, I think that's kind of what my guys were, you know, I think they were kind of, I see, I didn't really have too much of a hand in writing the first album. So this is just my interpretation of it. Uh-huh. But uh, I've had these conversations with them. Like, is it, is like the album cover, it has a little bunny. Like, is that Floyd? Is he a, is he a real thing? Or is it just telling the story for that specifically? And I think Captain Crackers is a Miss Captain, the actual captain himself. His name is Calvin, just like our oh, singer. Right. Yeah. And he's the dad of one of our, one of our buddies in another band that, uh, in giving yeah. up thy ghost. And it's his dad. And he just came in and he played the part fantastically. I thought it was saw. like an actor. He, he played it yeah. really well. Yeah. He looks great. I mean, it looks like something out of, uh, what's it called? The Jack, Jack Sparrow and all yeah, that. Yeah. The Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 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 It's an, it's a, a legit outfit as well. That outfit's, uh, it's pretty right on. If you were going to go <laughs> to the mall and buy pirate gear, that's about as real as it gets. Yeah, but also like you know, we you you mentioned there for a second about um about like the, the artwork and that. I mean, I thought the the if I saw that if I saw that vinyl sitting there, I'd instantly want to play it. I found the artwork to be quite compelling. I'd want awesome. to hear the music, and I you know, yeah. I don't know, I don't know who the artist is or if you know who the artist is, but I thought that was a real draw. You know, like you know, years yeah. ago before the internet, all this kind of stuff, you'd go to a record shop and you'd see something like, you know, whatever it might be, you know, uh, you'd never heard of the band because the internet didn't really exist, but you'd, you'd knew it was in the metal section or the rock section and you'd like the artwork. So you'd buy the album, you know, I mean, that's the way it used to work for us. Um, An example of that is that Atomic Bitchwax album with the, with the, with the chick playing the pinball. Yeah. I bought that and never, never heard them. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it countless (laughs) times. And they were good. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, when I saw that artwork, I was like, I'd buy that just, just for the artwork, not knowing what the music was like at all, you know? And I think that's so important. And, I think there's a lot of bands that don't maybe don't think too much about the artwork. And I really feel that you guys have like, you know, really put time and effort into that. And I think that's quite important. Uh, um, but Calvin and uh, Calvin is, is, a, is, is a really soft-spoken individual and he's a fucking genius, man. He's just, he's got all these awesome ideas and, and for me to to just, you know, I'm, I come from a heavy metal background, dude. So how you're saying everything is a lot of shit is digital these days. I yeah. mean, how many bands are really getting hand drawn death metal logos? You know what I mean? They might be sketched out, but everything is everything is so much faster and can be produced so much faster. He actually had an artist and uh, her name slips my mind, but I'm sure we can get her uh, her info in the link. It'd be awesome to share her yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, has, he has an artist that, that he specifically likes and he's, she's done some stuff and um, you know, that's, that's real artwork. He actually, you know, paid somebody to, you know, further, for their time and efforts in their craft, a, a specific skill to do it. And and I'm glad you noticed that because you're absolutely right. You know, when you do look at an album, if you have no idea what you're looking at, you know, you need something striking. But it, it's mysterious in a way, and it's kind of weird. It's not. It's it's coming from a metal perspective. Like it's refreshing for me because I mean, all my shit was just, you know, it, it feels really. I w- I don't want to say stiff, but if like I said, you know, it's just it can be produced a lot faster than mm. as opposed to somebody taking the time and you know being creative with it. And I'm hoping we get to do more stuff like that, man. Like that's, these guys are all about, you know, exploring the realms of uh, rock and roll. And we want to try to make the next album. We have, we already have pretty much another album ready to go. We're, we're about to, we're about to start recording and stuff. Cause that first album they recorded with, uh, with Kevin Talley, 
you know, famous fucking death metal drummer. He's been done all kinds of shit. And, uh, but he's the first drummer. He's a, he's the drummer on that first album. Uh-huh. And so I'm excited to get my hands on the next album. So it'll little, cool. be a little bit more, you know, more with me on it. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Are you guys going to play shows now? Now you're in the, you're in the outfit. Are you going to be playing some, some gigs out there? Oh yeah. We have a, we're, we're trying to set up a tour right now. Uh, a little mini tour with uh, Hank the Fourth. Are you guys familiar? You guys know Hank Three, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. You guys know he? Y'all know he has he has a son that's on tour right now. I didn't. <laughs> I yeah, didn't. He, has a son and he goes by four. Uh, he goes four by four in the Strange Band. Right. That's his band. Yeah, my old uh, Hank Three's old banjo player, Daniel Daniel Mason, good friend of mine, and uh, and we're trying to set up shows with him, man, and to do some shows with Four and see him this new young country artist you know buddy mm-hmm. career and we'll be doing some stuff later on this year we have a tour tr- we're trying to line out for ourselves just go up Amazing. the east coast yeah oh, and so cool. the um you're gonna play some gigs with the illegals in europe you, you obviously you've tried because of the covid thing and you've had you've yeah. been on you've been on bills and then it's been cancelled you couldn't do it and you've been retracted off there is it what is, what is the issue with that is it just because so many rules with COVID and travel that it just becomes too much of a ball ache to do it. And you're just, just going to wait. What is, what is the deal with that illegals not playing Europe? Um, it, it, it really, it really comes down to uh, what the band itself can, can, can do. And uh, we, we made the illegals run on such a small unit, you know, with just us. And and it was feasible and it worked, but uh, you know, down is getting the same. You know, getting, you know, they have some of the same offers for the same festivals, and it's just kind of a. It really comes down to you know what benefits everybody, and there was just it's just not really feasible for us because we we pay for all our own shit. You know what I mean? The illegals, like I said, we're a really tight outfit, and right. you know that was all us and we just don't have um it's just not feasible for us man we don't have the backing to be able to go out there and eat shit if one of us gets get sick you know what i mean yeah no promoters want to absolve the cost like uh of any kind of you know that's pretty much what it comes down to if, if we go over there and one of us gets sick depending on who gets sick dictates whether or not the show can go on of course you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and then you know once one of us is sick if two of us are sick that's fucking hospital bills, man. There's no yeah. discounts, you know, and there's yeah. definitely no discounts for Americans in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. And also you, trouble, I've heard. You, no, I'm just you've flown to Europe <laughs> for just like a wasted journey, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I mean, some of us want to take the gamble, but you know, it's just, it's, I just play drums in the band, dude. It's like, yeah, I know I'm not going to get sick, but it, and it sounds really dumb to say, but you know, I, I did my part, got vaccinated, did all that shit, got the booster and like, yeah, I, I just wanted to eliminate any kind of, you know, for me personally, because I do play with multiple acts and stuff like that. So me personally, like if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's on you. If you want to more power to you, I, I think everybody has the right to fucking think the way they want to think and do what they need to do for themselves. Yeah. I just it just sucks that we've been, all been put in this kind of position, you know what I mean? Mm, and mm. we just have to do what makes sense for everybody, uh, not just for us, man. So yeah, yeah totally, but other totally. than that, I mean, we're still working on new music and we're doing shit, and you know, house score's still here, and we still got fucking t-shirts and hoodies and shorts <laughs> and shit, boys. So 
You've got the King Parrot hat on there, look. Going away. Nothing is going away. It's just the world is a different fucking place now, man. Yeah. You know, if we would have um, sold a million records with our first Illegals album, you know what I mean? It would have been, you know, we might be a little bit easier going right now, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you can't, you, you can't, if you, if it's not, if you're going to end up running at a loss, you can't do it, can you? you, you just can't, it's no, just... and it's, but it, and it's not saying that it's just about money or something like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's a business, you know, and, and I think fans don't really, don't really look at it that way. They, they take offense to it. And, and, you know, it, I'm telling you here that right now, any and all our fans all over the world, anybody listening, we love you dearly. And we miss the fuck out of every single one of you. The world is just different right now. And we yeah. have to figure out our place in it right now. Yeah, but we do have material in the works and we have all kinds of badass, awesome shit, you know, waiting in the wings. And, you know, patience is a virtue. And those who are resistant to change, Aren't invited. <laughs> no, that's it. true. I, I mean, I've heard about a lot of people we've spoke to um, say that the restrictions backstage and all that, you can't have anyone backstage. You can only be the immediate people in the band and like the manager or whatever. It's not even hard to get friends and family back. And if you're touring away, I know they were stuck on coaches in bubbles and stuff, weren't they, for mm. ages? Yeah. Couldn't have been much fun, really. No. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, for me, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because I'm only 31. All that shit's fun to me. I'm my generation. Like I'm used to being holed up playing video games by myself, (laughs) you know, anyways, I'm used to thousands of people and I'm used to the, you know, being alone. You know, I've lived alone since I was uh, a young man, you know, left the house as soon as I fucking could. And so for, it's just so fucking weird, dude. I can't speak for everybody. You know, it's no, just it's no. weird. Some people don't want to fucking go out. Some people are dying to fucking go out. Yeah, me yeah. personally, die. I love my pr- fucking privacy and and to do my thing. But I'm dying to be in a fucking bus, dude. I'm dying to be in a van. I'm mm. dying to be shitting in horrible fucking truck stop bathrooms. <laughs> hey, I'm fucking die, dude. I, I just all the horrible shit that I you know and. And then it makes me wonder, it's like, was I jaded in my career because I didn't want to shit in truck stop bathrooms anymore? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, how much abuse can you really take? And it's like, a lot. And I miss that shit. I'm, I'm ready. I, I, think, it, it, I think you cleared it up, everyone out there. Joey is ready and he wants to see you. <laughs> ready, he would if he could. <laughs> if you have a fuck, if you guys got a fucking project over there for me, bro, hit me up. I'm, uh, let's go. <laughs> I'll take a fucking week. I'll fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, you guys got house bands over there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's like, oh, it's fucking dead. He just fucking he's drumming all the time. Oh, uh, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter who's coming to play, who's coming to town. He's fucking doing it. <laughs> so how many how many projects have you got on the go at the moment? Fuck, man! Like, <laughs> I mean, after this, we'll see how many more I'll take on, but. uh, <laughs> I mean, with the the it, it as far as active uh, as far as active right now, the main focus is going to be like, you know, writing with the illegals, and then uh, the Dover Brothers is my main. Uh, that's the only one I'm actually playing shows with right now. But I mean, I have a uh, several projects with a bunch of friends of mine, you know, studio stuff like that. I'm a session drummer as well, so 
I'll do knockout tracks for people and, you know, I'm easy, man. Just any, 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 and every excuse to be creative. Uh, but I mean, between the illegals, they're super joined and all these can come back at any moment. Like, that's the cool thing about doing what I do with Philip is like, it's, you know, at, at any point it's like, well, let's go ahead and do the illegals or let's go ahead and do super join or something like that. You know what I mean? And then we also have in minor. So there's in minor, the illegals, the Dover brothers. Uh, I got a project in Texas called the swinging peacocks. Um, and then I think that's it right now that I'm active, active, active with. Oh, mate, but there's that's, some that's, other stuff that I'm jamming with. That's got to be enough, right? I mean, I'm in one band. I, I couldn't even cope with two. <laughs> I tried. No, it's, it's not <laughs> enough. struggles of a band and a podcast, don't you? <laughs> yeah, the podcast seems like it would take up a lot more than an actual band to me. <laughs> it ain't easy. Because <laughs> you're not. Just it looks so simple when you're doing it, though. You got to learn about everybody else. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's right. A lot of information. It is. It is. Well, yeah. I hope you do do another super joint album because we had the gears yeah. of the gears of application on the on the way over, didn't we? And just it's just such a perfect metal album for me. I love it. Absolutely awesome, man. love it. I really do love the album. It's one of one of I know Phil's got so many albums, but it's one of his best albums. That the third super joint really? for me. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, in in uh, in we were listening to a big super joint playlist and from the first and second album, like the, the original super joint ritual albums. And then that album in the mix, it still weirdly fits. If that makes sense. Like it's, mm. it's super joint. Um, when I listen to the album by itself, uh, I just, there's still things like I, we, we produce so fast. I want to say the only thing that that is probably the downside for me is that, you know, I'm so young. So, you know, I have heart and there's a tenacity, I would say, to my playing, but still we do things so fast. I always go back and I'm like, fuck, could I have done something a little bit better? Could I have pulled, reined it in a little bit more? You know, there's always, you know, I I don't know. I guess that's the, that's the dramatic artist, you know, never satisfied, never, never happy with my performance. So what was your first ever, like we always ask, gig you went to when you paid for a ticket and you went to see an act who who was it if you can remember i don't well you can because you're so young yeah uh yeah well my see my dad was a military man and and my parents are older so uh they you know i didn't really do shit like that with them and 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 my dad really wasn't into music he couldn't tell you anything besides like the bgs or some shit like that uh and my mom's all like old Mexican music, like fucking Marco Antonio Solis and all these weird, you know, like mariachi singers and stuff, just real traditional stuff. Um, But the first concert that I went to where I knew like, this is what I wanted to do. Oddly enough was the, the glam. Uh, It was a, it was a, the big four of glam. And I want to say it was poison, white snake, Vince Neal, and and Cinderella or something like that. It was, and and it was yes. like yeah, so it was the you know it was all glam, but we went and saw him at this gigantic pavilion in Dallas, and it's still there that I still go to. And I just remember seeing all the people. And honestly, as a kid, like I couldn't even you know none of the songs. The songs is not what did it for me. It was just seeing the people and seeing them rock the fuck out. Like I my eyes were on the crowd the whole night. Like just. 
And it was just an awesome vibe. And, and I was just like, dude, I want to do this. I didn't even fucking look at the bands, dude. We were so far away. I couldn't even see what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I just know that those dudes up there were commanding respect. And yeah. people were here to see them. And I don't know, dude. I was like 11 years old by the time I turned 12. I think for my 12, for my 12th birthday, I got a drum set. And then that was it. Like, that was it. You know, but yeah, I, I remember that it was a big, like a big four of glam. And then, but I don't remember the music. Like, I wanted to fucking jam, dude. That's all I wanted to do. And then from there, my I think my first heavy album, the first album I bought was like, that was heavy, was like Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe or something lame. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You got to think of how young I am, dude. When, where I started is absolutely terrible. I'm trying <laughs> so, to think. What? Hang on. What, what year were you born? 90. 1990 right so you were like cowboys from hell just came out dude. yeah yeah you were you were just just behind just behind the, the whole grunge thing all that kind of stuff weren't you so, yeah yeah absolutely uh so when i oh, would you come in on hillbilly so, deluxe that i mean so 2011 2012 like or 2002 2001 2002 um like it's new metal, you know what I mean? Yeah, so the new metal thing. My yeah. music, like that's how lame I am. My music revolution <laughs> was was new metal. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I love new metal. I mean, there's still there's still a bunch of good bands, but still, to me, it was like I, I feel like it was a music revolution in the sense that music changed the, yeah. as far as tone, production wise, styles, even right, but not like you know the new wave of british heavy metal where it was a fucking revolution it was life-changing shit yeah that's what i mean when i say stuff like that like it just it's cool and there's a lot of cool bands and i mean like slipknot bro come on i that's that's joey jordison is one of my all-time biggest if not the biggest influence that i've had as far as he was untouchable dude he's fucking bad as fuck one of the most underrated drummers of all time, for sure. I know people think he's great, but I still, I still think he got swept under the rug in some ways. He's incredible. He's absolutely yeah. incredible. Do you remember the when flavor. he? Do you, do you remember when he depped that tour for um for Corn? Yeah, yeah, and he was so good. Corn were like, he's literally like breathed so much life into this band. Like, they yeah. he was putting all his own yeah. feels in and stuff, and they were like, "Fuck, oh, this shit. is what we've been oh, missing." Oh. Yeah, Crazy, for sure. That's it? why I got fucking Ray now, dude. You know, a dude that can do shit like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, and then he did the tour with with Satyricon. Yeah, like it's just it, it, there's so much talent out there, man. And 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 new metal did have its place, but for me, like once once I started listening to heavy stuff, like so I had Slipknot and like Mudvayne, Shadows Fall, God forbid. There's some pretty good bands in there. Um. Uh, good drummers too. You know, Jason Bittner's an awesome drummer as well. And, uh, but then from there, like, dude, it went suffocation, uh, cannibal corpse, you know, just all these more stuff. Then I started leaning more towards the heavy, you know, real heavy shit, death metal. Yeah. And, but once like Pantera got peppered in there and I realized, you know, within that same year that they were from my hometown, it was fucking over, dude. It was like Pantera, everything, everything. Like that was it. If you didn't, if you weren't a fan of Pantera when I was a kid, it was just kind of like we weren't friends. That's pretty much what it came down to. Like, so <laughs> we're, from, we're from where I'm from, so it's a you know I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, dude. I drove around, I drive by Joe's Garage all the time. I see it on the on the freeway, you know. Like, 
and and to to start hearing about the history but i'm a kid it doesn't really click yet all i know is that i want to be part of that club the pantera club fan yeah. club yeah yeah but then after yeah. that it was on heavy was metal. Like, was, so what what does it feel like to like to like jam with 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 philip <laughs> that must be insane oh yeah it's absolutely surreal you remember the home videos obviously right yeah yeah like all the big giant park hands and the reds and the greens and the blues, just the whole vibe of how the stage used to look back in the day. Yeah. I dreams that I was Vince basically like that. I was sitting back there. My dreams would be me on the stage looking at the back of Philip and you know, those videos, they really don't ever show you that perspective. You know what I mean? They show you that, that side drum shot like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could see Vince, but it's always from kind of that side angle. It's never directly from behind. And, I always had that in in my dreams, and then so to to grow up like if you would have told me when I was a kid like dude you're gonna jam with that dude I would have been like get the fuck out of here like okay <laughs> yeah sure man oh <laughs> it's, my, it's man. incredible so so to do that and so to do super joint and so to do the illegals was one thing to tell me that I was gonna jam with Philip is just surreal to tell me I was gonna help him revive super joint get the fuck out of here again. And then to tell me that we were going to do a Pantera tribute and tour the world with that, like, who the fuck? What the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's always been surreal. I've always, uh, you know, I love that guy. He's always been there for me, and it's just incredible, man. So it's a good feeling. He's 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 taken me to a lot of fucking badass fucking places and and helped me meet a lot of beautiful people and play to to some amazing crowds, man. He's he's. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and to actually sit there and play the Pantera set, you know, say, it's I bet, fucking I, outrageous. I bet you didn't. You didn't even have to learn the songs, man, because they're in there, right? If you're a metalhead, it's yeah, fucking in yeah, there. little things, little things for sure. Just for the sake of being nerve wracked, you know, because it is, you know, they're songs that people have listened to, you know, a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was like that's awesome, man. It's awesome, and and you know to think about it and. Uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, may have never gotten the chance to see Pantera. That's the craziest thing about doing this and, and playing these songs in South America. You have a whole generation of metalheads that were raised on Pantera that will fucking, they will bleed Pantera. You know what I mean? From these poor countries that might not be able to, to, to travel as much as like we have, you know, they don't have the same freedoms that we do, but they're fucking bred on Pantera so when we get there, it's like they never saw the original. They were never going to be able to see the original. So we would play to these crowds, dude, that were just like, like, dude, you, we would look out and you'd see people just fucking crying, dude. You would think that we were, wow. who do you have that's a pop star that made, like, the, like the Beatles and shit. Do you remember? <laughs> like, dude, they, they are losing their fucking minds. And, oh, and I'm not making fun. Yes. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, they're so overcome with emotion from this thing that's a part of their daily lives. Like, you fucking wake up, you eat breakfast, and you fucking listen to Pantera to go about your day. That's what you do in your country. Mm. And then to be able to give them that, not just a bunch of dudes, um, you know, we're fucking going for it, trying to give them the vibe. We're not Pantera. You know what I mean? We're a death metal band that's playing Pantera songs for them, but we're giving them the fucking vibe, dude. It's a beautiful thing, man. I've seen some of the the swoltest, biggest, scariest motherfuckers in tears, you know, to tell them thank you. Thank That's you amazing. For, for doing this, man. And it's it's awesome and it's absolutely humbling to be able to 
I don't know, I guess in a way make some people's dreams come, come true. And, and from, for me too, I just, I love it, man. You know, I've always, I've always been about the glory. I love being on the road. There's, there's no better sleep than playing a good fucking show in front of a lot of people. There's no better sleep. I was lucky enough to see Pantera three times. Only once for me. Once, yeah. But 92, was it for me? Uh, no, no, I saw I saw him twice in '94, and then Ozfest '96. Oh, it was '96. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw him at Brixton Academy, Brixton Academy, Monsters of Rock, and Ozfest. Yeah, so good. Come on, bro. So you saw some fire fucking sets. Yeah, man. Yeah, Ozfest for me. I've still got my um. It's called Castle Domination, and it's a, a CD bootleg of the Donut in '94 set. And I've had wow. it since I've had it since '94, and it's still in my car. So there you go. <laughs> That's fucking awesome! I love it, man. Yeah. I never got to see him. I never got to see him. I never met. I never met Dime. Uh, and it, it just—it's so crazy to think. Like I said, you know, if you would have told me I'd be doing this, I'd be like, "Yeah, right." But and then to never actually even see him play live, like I want—it's just I had a lot of opportunities to go to Vince's house. Um, when he was alive and cause my band war beast, uh, you know, all my guys, they all grew up in this, you know, they're from Arlington. They all grew up in the same area. So they would always go over there and party. And I guess I was always just too nervous, you know, and, uh, and too scared. Like, what the fuck dude? Like, <laughs> I don't party. That's like, like I'm a kid. What am I going to do a bunch of all these adults over here? Just fucking doing their thing. I, I just, I don't know. I never, I, my, that's one of my biggest regrets is I was invited a couple of times, but I never went, but it wasn't because of, I was just straight up. I was too nervous, dude, too shy. Like I just, I I wasn't, I never, I'm not, I didn't grow up in that rock star uh, vein. I didn't grow up in, in, or, you know, quote unquote, like that's not like that kind of attitude and mentality Like you know, I've had a, I've had a fucking real job since I was uh, 14. I've paid for my jam rooms and stuff like that. Like I didn't, I didn't grow up in that age where it was like, if you hit it when you were young, you just stayed hitting it. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I call it the the age of work, working man's metal is what I've always called it. Like, so I'd go on tour, I'd come home, go to the day job. And I know a lot of people do that, but it's just like, it's, I think when, when I think of the 80s and, and the glory days, it's like, you know, what Black Sabbath was getting on their fucking rider as far as in advance and the amount of drugs they were able to do before they recorded. You know what I mean? Like, it is not the same, you know? We're yeah, like, yeah. No, no, when you read all them books, you, the autobiographies, and you, you you read the amount of money they were given, yeah. the amount of drugs, and the amount of people looking after them, you just think, God, you didn't want for a thing, literally. Yeah, but, and then oh, like the Motley Crew, like, fucking hell, they've just been... I'm trying lauding to get it. Chance. They've been lauding it from day one, haven't they? He's literally lauding it from day one. But that's, you know, the, for, for me, like the, that's that is what contributed to these incredible iconic albums. When you when you can eliminate stress and this is all personal opinion, like I'm not a psychologist enough. This is me vamping with you guys. Like just for me, I spend a lot of time driving back and forth between Louisiana and Texas. Right. So I have nothing but hours to diagnose and self-analyze and to think about everything that I do. So I've always thought about it. How do you make the best record possible? You fucking eliminate stress. You want your guys to fucking produce the best fucking thing that they can. You fucking give them everything they want within reason. And you make sure that they're taken care of. 
You just need to make sure that you spank that little ass whenever it fucking comes go comes go time. But you eliminate any outside stress and and it breeds the most creative person that you can. And honestly, that's pretty much what we've done at, at House Core. It's like, you know, at at the layer at Phillips House, dude, it, it's awesome fucking jam room, killer vibes. We fucking cook and just hang out and toke up with your friends. And then it's like, cool. That's it's the easiest way to be creative. And and I'm so lucky and I mean, I say it without being religious. Like it's ble- it's a blessing, dude. Every every all of this is is a blessing. So yeah. So what, right. when you um did you, your first time you ever like felt confident enough to play drums on a stage for a band? When when was that? What what who was that with? Uh, my very first band, When Faith Fails. I think right. I, I want to say in my. The first time, one of my first couple performances, one of my first performances was like in my dad's garage and then the cops showed up and then the cop let us play for like another hour. And then I've quickly from there, we went to, he, he's a car salesman. So, you know, you know, you have the car, the car lots, you have that one little ramp or whatever, like just to put the car up in the air. Oh, yeah, 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 So they moved the car and I set my drums and we set up all our gear up there. So started doing little, like just being a kid, dude, being a kid, just like, taking your fucking equipment anywhere you could go and then i mean shit within a year dude within a year of doing that we uh we put like a a little piece of paper with the tabs on it at the music store and then we met up with these dudes at the mall so they wanted to jam they were a couple years older than us and within like six months we were playing in in clubs and selling tickets and i was 15 years old 14 15 years old and by 16, we were we were selling enough tickets to where we were doing like national act shows. Like I was opening up for Six Feet Under and uh, like Throwdown and fucking <laughs> We can't lose the base. <laughs> no, you had it was it was fully there, and then it just yeah went a bit Mickey Mouse. It's gone like really trebly. Like something's <laughs> gone on the mic or something. I don't know. Sorry, boys. <laughs> Come here, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. What can I do? I don't know. That's fine. You want to? Oh, you're back. You're back. back. I can hear it now. (laughs) So weird. I don't know what you did that was different, but we're back in the room. (laughs) That's strange. Good. Here, look. I'm still here. Yeah, man. That's good. It's all right. That's all right. That's fine. That's good. It's good. Good. All right. Yeah, we always ask a a crazy question, Joey, and it's um, if you only get one song to send into space into the universe for any potential people to hear but you can only have one one choice any genre it put you on the spot there but what is the song that to you shows the like is like a good example of the whole human race <laughs> it doesn't have to be a good example some of them haven't been <laughs> we've had some bad ones we've had some good ones man you, if you're talking having a song that, that represents the entire human race is is hard because a lot of people suck. <laughs> so <laughs> you get, you know, I guess you would have to have a good song with with a topic that's still fuck, man. I, honestly, for me, I know that it would have to be off of Black Sabbath Sabotage album, just because nice. that's that's my favorite album. So we're already gonna we're gonna make that fit to this fucking category just because we're gonna have to. But. Man, I don't know. I would have to say something off of Sabotage, man. Yeah. And anything off of that album for me is. It's Gamma Sabbath. That's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty, 
but that album was just that that one speaks a lot to me and and just it got me through some dark times man and i'm sure it would be somebody else out there in the fucking universe through some dark times or at least inspire them to party a little bit and fuck off (laughs) yeah (laughs) nice good stuff mate anything by sabbath anything by Ozzy? i'm a big fan of his solo career you know yeah for sure got me into all sorts of stuff got me into zach wild and all that kind of stuff so you know fantastic if you had any like sorry no both if you had any like seriously weird situations on tour and that you can remember any any tour stories where you just felt a bit uncomfortable and thought it was all a bit strange (laughs) um i'm laughing but because everyone yeah, normally no, has. <laughs> everyone normally has. South, okay, so in South, I was just telling another friend this. Uh, in South America, the fans are insane. Metalheads. So let's get this right. Metalheads are awesome in the States. Metalheads are fucking incredible everywhere else. They, y'all, you guys are just, um, everybody, I guess because we don't see each other as often. Everybody here in the States kind of has this like, oh, hey, buddy. It's like we're a phone call away. When you go overseas, when you go to South America, when you go to when you tour like that, it's everybody's just a little bit more appreciative because they don't get you that often. You know, they get you for a night out of in the past three, four years or whatever, you know, whatever it takes to see somebody in a band. So everybody just seems a little bit more appreciative. But with that comes the extremities. People start bringing you, you know, they might try to bring you gifts, homemade food. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, (laughs) you know, and, and then. In South America, was the biggest thing was people show up at the fucking airport. They they are like waiting for oh, you. Wow. Once you land, they're on the phone hitting up their buddies, letting them know that you fucking landed. And you know, Philip being Pantera, holy shit, dude! And then being metalheads everywhere, it was that was probably the most intense. South America, the fans were the most intense, and they're dude, they're like they'll fucking wait outside our hotel all fucking day. I mean, well into the night. And, and we like to, we're wanderers, you know what I mean? We'll go to the hotel and then try to take a walk, go eat or something. Can't fucking really do that there. Constantly asking about Philip. And then we did one show where somebody snuck into the back of the van and like kind of propped himself up in the back doors. And, to the, and then Philip had to be, you know, had to tell everybody, is this fucking dude with us? And he wasn't. So <laughs> yeah. And in South America, again, we were all in the van and people just started smashing on the windows and, and yelling. And it, it was like really cool to the point to where it was like, holy shit, this is like, you know, Dawn of the Dead shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That, it went from really, really cool to like, holy fuck, dude, we're in a tiny fucking little tin can surrounded by a couple thousand people that want to get at us. Wow. But I love it. I miss it. Let's go. <laughs> tin can oh, well, it's the guy that just actually just got on the bus and was waiting in the back like that that's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you have a back door right your back door. he opened uh, one of the doors and just didn't shut it behind him and stood there as still as he could i guess he was just going to try to ride all the way to the hotel my yeah. God. yeah you Send- never know the end game with fan- fanatics though right like it's just uh Oh shit! I'm gonna try whatever. Yeah. You, well, I mean, you know, I hate to even mention it, but you know, look what happened to Diamond. That guy was a fan, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't yeah. be too careful. Absolutely. I mean, I've a lot of people. I, I think for the most part, generally as, as a species, you know, we're all pretty good-hearted. You know, people want to do the right thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's a natural reaction to kind of be. Uh, I, I want to say nice. You know what I mean? It's humankind, right? Yeah. 
it's more so you have to go out of your way to be a dickhead. And some people really do. And yeah. there are some people that don't appreciate the niceties of it. Like, I mean, I, I hate to say that. What is that? The, that New Yorkers are kind of, you know, could be dickish and whatever. New York is the only place I've ever hold, held the door open for people. And they looked at me like I was a fucking asshole. Really? So, like, <laughs> there is some, a little bit of truth to it. But we also have a lot of New York friends that are absolutely awesome. And but you see what I mean? Just kind of things yeah. like that. Where it's just there's you know uh people are people you- mate it's weird yeah, you just gotta yeah. you gotta catch the vibe haven't you yeah what about your 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 art you've been doing your art for a long time i see a lot of your art on your instagram joey you've, uh, you've always I, painted I, and no i mean i've always I, i've it's that's a different uh that's definitely been a, a very very big departure for me as far as like from what i'm used to doing artistically uh i've painted in the capacity of like being a contractor, a general contractor, like painting houses and stuff like that. This was more of a, this really came at a time like where, you know, you, you always hit that. It's like, am I, am I doing the right? That was just kind of sort of having an existential crisis. And I, I want to say it's it, it, legitimately, it's attributed to me moving away from my daughter. I thought I was making a good choice and it just, um, you know, everything's fine, but it just sort of like the distance really, I wasn't busy enough to justify why I was, why I moved. There's a, if you know what I mean? And that's the long and short of it. Uh, I just, I have to be either enveloped in my work or touring uh, in order to, to even feel remotely okay. And even then, you know, like it, it's still really hard. It's really hard. Uh, you guys have kids and I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, if you're a, a micromanaging daddy, you know, spending a day for your kid might be like, ah, yeah it's a way you know time away from the kiddo but you hit that point of like well what are they doing what am i missing you know what i mean what do they fucking learn you know without yeah. me and so quick these days they're so quick and there's a lot of information out there from for you know children to ingest and it's like i miss being a, i miss being a dad i miss the little things dude you know being able yeah. to get up take her to school and i've kind of it's slowed down enough to where it's like it, it, you know when we get back out on the road it's going to be right and it's going to be right for everybody and I, me personally, like I can still do everything that I needed to do back in Texas, you know? So, and that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah. I've been doing it forever and I'm not going to stop. And, uh, just the distance. Fuck it. wore me the fuck down boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I get you, mate. I, I, I go out, but even just to come out tonight and then I think, Oh, I've just missed the last kind of two hours of his evening, not seeing him. You just think you yeah. just give you a parent. You get that. If you don't, if you're not, you're not. Yeah, yeah, I, and I 100% get what you're saying, man. Absolutely. And and if you don't have kids and you're watching, don't have kids. And I don't <laughs> say that because it's not I don't like kids. I love my kid. But yeah. that doesn't mean I like everybody else's kid. And again, <laughs> enjoy your freedoms. If you don't have it'll happen when it happens and just be ready. It's part of the journey. It's oh, totally. How did you how did you feel um I, I don't like to mention COVID because it's the whole podcast we've done started in covid and has continued all the way through it but how was that just not being able to perform um obviously getting you know even for the point of getting money from playing and stuff like that i know you've got other jobs and stuff but two years of not playing wasn't it was, was it two years for you i was is, two, years solid, two years solid of yeah and just not seeing anyone from from you know uh, things going on as normal really it was just totally yeah. alien for you how did how did you deal with it is it like you say because you're a younger generation you you were happy there with the with the xbox or whatever or was it yeah. was it a big strain yeah, for, for you 
You're right. PlayStation all the way. No, I'm just kidding. So it, I, 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 I am sort of uh, accustomed to that kind of like, you know, again, being alone, but it, I, I am still young enough to where all our, you know, you, you still hung out with your friends. Like we still had game, you know, you still brought your stuff over and played video games all together stuff like that. But to not be able to do what, I mean, up until this point, like every, every, every waking moment is spent going, this is what you're born to do. This is what you fucking do. And then to just have the rug swept out from under me, man, it just, it, it crushed me. Uh, it, it fucking absolutely crushed me. And, you know, a, a lot of people saw it and, you know, what is it? What is it? A lot of people got, what is it? COVID weight, stuff like that. Gained weight, looked like fucking shit, felt like shit. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty honest and open, man. And, and, you know, I'm comfortable with the man I am. So I have no problem telling you guys that I was fucking absolutely defeated and I felt bad for an entire industry of people because it wasn't just me. And, and, you know, it's never, I'll, I've always kind of thought like, you know, even from a young age, someone out there always has it worse than me, but that doesn't mean you still, that doesn't mean you have to buck up buckaroo immediately. You can Mm. still, you know, take that time. Uh, I was severely depressed, man. I mean, I I had the absolute worst thoughts I could fucking have. I I at one point thought I was going to sell my equipment. Like, dude, I thought I was done. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I was absolutely done and then kind of just and again, I I want to say, you know, we weren't playing and uh we decided to make the move here because we did start playing again, you know, we started did the live stream. So we made some changes and it just kind of then COVID started hitting again. Yeah, It was like, we're opening up, and then it's going to start shutting down again. And here being in Louisiana, their legislation moves really, really slow. And Texas is like, we left Texas, and Texas was like, wide fucking open, bro. And I was like, you know what? I'm committed to this plan. Let's do it. And it just it just fucking crushed me, man. Like I, I need to, I need to be busy. I need to be where I'm comfortable. And I know my, I know the, what is it? Uh, what's, what's the term? It's like, I know the way in and the way the fucking back door, I know where the back door is. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's a familiar story for, for a lot of people. Um, oh, absolutely. For me, I don't know. I was just kind of, I got to stay at home and was still getting paid and <laughs> just was with my family and with my boy a lot and yeah, learned how to do some art again and, yeah, it did. It was a bit strange. It's like you know, it's like it was a bit. It is a bit like Groundhog Day for a long yeah, time. You, but you start, but you create a different stability. How you're saying yeah. is like you start, you you create this new routine, you know, to make up for whatever. But you know, I, I would like to think that a lot of people came out with some positives from COVID, and especially that you couldn't go to work, so hopefully your family dynamic, you know, maybe improved. Yeah, for me, it was hmm. it was fucking killer because we were still in Texas. It was just a matter of, you know, once I removed myself from being helpful, uh, it's hard, man. And it's apparent, like, you know, and then, uh, you know, all of us, I'm sure we hit that limit where we kind of like, oh, shit, I just want to be able to do something. You know, I just want to be able to go out. Like For me, when I got back to Texas and all the restaurants were closed, I was pissed. All I wanted to do was go in somewhere and just sit the fuck down, dude, and have a burger. And I couldn't do that. And I fucking hate it. I was like, fuck this world. <laughs> oh yeah that was so tough wasn't it not being able to go to restaurants and pubs we was broken about the pub we was oh, yeah. we was we loved the pub oh, man. It's like fucking what when we could finally that's go the again that's and then the we could finally go again and we weren't allowed to leave our seat we had to like sit down and you had to stay in your seat for ages as well yeah. 
wear a mask in, sit down and you're having your beard. You can't get up unless you go to the toilet, put your mask back on to go to the toilet. Oh, it seems yeah. like a fucking distant memory now. It it's all back, does. back to normal, isn't it? But at the time, well, it, it was here. just like a bit yeah. crushing. It's like, is this really fun? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean yeah, we wasn't absolutely. sure for a time we was even having fun. No. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah. We got lucky here. We got lucky here because it was, they tried the whole, like, the making rules about how many people could come to your actual private residence. Yeah. That shit did not fucking fly. Uh, especially in Texas, right? Right. But I know in some places overseas, like that shit was enforced. My buddy in Germany, he was like, you know, uh, he didn't see anybody, didn't fucking talk to nobody, locked down, you know, I mean, over and over again. And it's hard. It's disheartening, man. And then uh, it makes you really uncertain about, about our future. And then if you're a conspiracy theorist, here to fuck with people that are, especially if you are, if, you know, for the conspiracy theorists, they got us all to go home and shut the fuck up. They fire one shot. Wow, it's fucked up, dude. Oh, Joey, <laughs> we we could go on forever with conspiracy theorists, <laughs> couldn't we? <laughs> fucking hell. What is your favorite? We always ask this. Don't oh, we, we do actually. It's yeah. such a stupid question, but I love it. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh my god, my favorite one. I don't know if I would say I have a favorite. And there's so many new ones coming out. I, that's the only good thing about. Have you TikTok. got a new one for us? <laughs> a new one? No, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything else. Uh, oh, it's funny, isn't it? It's so funny. I guess. I guess if I really, if I really wanted to dig, I try not to dig into them. Uh, I, I, but I, I love it. I don't know, the thing man. Is, there's so many, right, Joey? Some of them yeah, yeah. must oh, yeah. be true. Some of them, you, they can't all be fucking bullshit. Yeah, like, no, well, I always want. I always wonder if the flat Earth thing's true. Oh, come off! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to. Yeah, no, I can't really. I can't speak for anyone on that, but yeah, I've I've had some conversations uh, with some people that are hip to the flat Earth thing. I I love free thinkers. I, my opinion is like we wouldn't have new inventions and we wouldn't have new opinions if you didn't have people that were like, "Fuck you, that circle is square, or that square is circle." You know what I mean? Little things like that might sound insane, but. I mean, I'm all about it. I think one of the, the Illuminati, that that's one thing is like, how far does it stretch? What is it really? And like, I mean, aliens, are aliens even a conspiracy theory? Or are we agreeing that they're like fucking there? And what is an actual alien? Or is it us? Time yeah, traveling? I, I mean, I think they still are a conspiracy theory, aren't they? I mean, there's not, there's, you know, there's not one just going to walk down the street and say, I'm here, is there? So, no, but, so, so right know, now, right this second, it's still a conspiracy theory, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. Still, you have to be pretty close-minded to say there's nothing else in the entire universe no, apart I, from no, us, I, right? I believe there, there there's is. Gotta be, there's got to be something out there. Of course there is. What about, I the mean, well, what, what if it's just us and we just don't want to talk to ourselves because it's like, ah, oh, man, that's that's terrible. Like, oh, if, if it's just us, like, if there's no one better than us, then we're bang in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh man. my god! Yeah. Oh man, I, it's, there's there's so many out there, dude. But uh, I guess one one thing that I haven't seen here lately again come up is JFK. Right. And you know, being, being from from Dallas, and you know, I spend a lot of time driving in and around Dallas. Like it's one of those things, especially when company comes into town. You're like, oh, that's where JFK got shot. Here, let's make the loop. Oh, so shit, right yeah. here is where he got fucking popped in the back of the head. No, it was the front. And then I just saw a video recently colorized where it looked like his driver, his driver put up his arm and fucking got him from the front. Right. Wow. Clear as fucking day. Oh my but god, I don't know that one. I have to watch this one. 
Oh, I just saw it, dude. It's it's amazing. That's the only reason. Well, it's in full HD. Ah, uh, not full HD, but color, colorized. It was pastels, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, man! The grassy knoll and all that. I mean, oh, oh. what about um? Isn't Elon Musk going to build a thousand meter high building in Texas, Tesla headquarters or something? It's supposed to be higher than that Khalif building in, in Dubai, isn't it? Uh, I haven't actually heard about it. Yeah. I have a thousand meter like, high building in Texas. I'm a fan of Elon. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I like how he does this little weird shuffle when he tells a joke and shit. He's all proud of himself. <laughs> 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 fucking wild, man. I don't think I've ever watched a video of him. Actually, I did see, I think I saw him on Joe Rogan on YouTube once. Yeah. He seems like a, a really smart individual, and, and uh, people try to villainize a, a guy like that because I guess because he's got so much money. But I don't know, man. At some point, it's like, well, who do you, when, who is going to actually satisfy everybody? Who is actually going to be able to fucking take that kind of pedestal and be like, I can lead the world? Not the country, the entire world in the direction that we should go. That makes you sound like a fucking madman because when you look at fucking movies and, you know, life imitates art, when you watch movies and shit, that guy always turns out to be a dickhead and has a, a bad side, right? Yeah. So are we ever actually going to be able to, to accept the fact that there is an exceptional human being, not just one, but many, that can agree on the same shit, that the planet is this fucking big, in retrospect, right? Here, where's the camera? That fucking big. It's not going to be me. I can't even find the camera. That's good. Right? That's looking good. <laughs> so <laughs> the world is this fucking big. And there's actually people out there that want to do good for it. Yeah. No, you, you, no way. No fucking way, dude. It doesn't fucking matter. He wants to provide water to the whole, to all the countries that don't have water. Fuck that. He's got a bad, there's something behind it. He's going to fucking poison them. You've seen it be like, there's no making everybody happy. So, uh, 100%. Like, you see people say, like, oh, yeah, look, he's got so much money. Why can't he put, you know, a million, uh, a billion into like homelessness and all that? Why should he? I mean, I'm not being funny about it. No, that absolutely. is his money, right? However, he's got that money. It's his money. Why yeah. should he have to have to give that away? I'm sure he does a lot for charity, you know. Of course, oh, he does. yes, yeah. absolutely. And and again, there's that too. I mean, I've seen all those weird little statistics of like all the rich people could basically end all that shit, and that's just the way the world is. It's just kind of you know it is what it is. But all we can do is fucking rock and roll and continue to put out good music, and you know placate ourselves and our friends and family and uh you know enjoy the time that we have like well i, I just want to I'm, I'm gonna leave those problems for for other motherfuckers that's why people ask me like, you don't vote i don't fucking vote i don't that shit's never affected me shit sucks right now anyways it doesn't matter who's in the fucking office it was gonna uh, suck regardless yeah uh, what was it so <laughs> I know. We're gonna let you go, Joey. Because you, you, we've had you for ages, but you've been absolutely oh, awesome. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but there was one thing today I saw. Um, someone showed me, and it was like this American lady saying that Joe Biden is played by actors, right? And that when when he went up the steps and fell over three times, that it was Jim Carrey that played him then, and he tur- and he turned he turned around and grinned. Like Jim Carrey does, and she she said another another is it Robert Duvall or something played him on this other occasion. Joe Biden is 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 a, it's a mask, you know. It's a, yeah. apparently it's a creepy old mask, and it's played by actors. What? And I was just like, oh. and, <laughs> yeah, and it was I just like, <laughs> I, I, 
fuck? Man, and I watch his videos, and I can't, I can't even. I, I get so, uh, I get so ashamed when I think about all my friends, you know, all over the world that see our politics. Because I know y'all motherfuckers, y'all have our politics on y'all shit all the time. Oh, kind of why? Everybody, else. well, because it's it's fun to make fun of funny shit. It's what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, you got you, we got Boris. You must be laughing at him on a daily basis. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it doesn't. It, that door don't swing both ways. Oh, <laughs> mate. Yeah, you don't even you don't even know what we have to deal with here. The guy lies every day. Of his life. Do you know yeah, what? You wouldn't. You, you probably wouldn't know this because it only just happened today or yesterday, but. One guy, one member of parliament is being done, he's, he's in serious trouble because he sat there during like a really important debate watching porn on his phone. In the House of wow. Commons. Yeah, this the- is what we deal with. Just don't give a fuck anymore. I like, yeah, I don't mate. know, are you mad? I kind of, I like a pause on that. I'd vote, I'd vote for that one. Yeah. What, what was the issue that he was watching the porn through? It could be important, but what, how important was it? I don't know. I don't know what the issue was, but it was it was to whether whether to legalize porn, and he was just he was he was he was just watching it to just decide whether he should or not. Oh, we're fucking legalizing the fuck out of this. <laughs> Honestly, mate, you couldn't make it up. You know, we were tough. We we had dying relatives. We weren't allowed to hug, and fucking Boris and all his minions were having fucking parties every night. Yeah. Yeah, telling absolutely. us we weren't allowed near people. Wine parties, yeah. There was like 30 of them in the room and I, I couldn't see my mum. I had to go and see my mum and my little boy had to talk to my mum out of my sunroof on the driveway 10 metres away. Boris is necking a bottle of Merlot. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got his tongue so far up a hooker's butthole. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but they're, yeah, but you know, think about the people who are fucking him. They're not happy about it. It's a business move. That's not a that's, that's a transaction, yeah? Yeah, that's a transaction. That's not a that's a, you know, that's not binding. That's not emotional. <laughs> oh mate. Joey, you've been absolutely superb. You have you guys, man. Thank you. I can't Appreciate wait for it. you to come over. I can't wait for new illegals, new super joint. And just have a good time, man. I'm really glad that you're back with your daughter and just enjoy yourself, yeah? I appreciate you, gents. Yeah. 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 Great to talk to well, you. Right on, man. We appreciate you. And uh yeah, for anything and everything, uh you can go to thehousecorerecords.com and uh the Dover brothers are all over Facebook. So yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna put a link to that on, on our yeah, on the link, post yeah. when we do the post. Yeah, post it up. Appreciate yeah, link, you we'll link you, we'll link your Instagram, everything. Yeah, and say Let's hello go. to Rose for us, everything. Absolutely. I will. Nice Bye, one. Guys. See you later. Cheers, mate. Take care. Cheers, mates.